Voice Coaches Radio. Everything voiceover. And welcome to this week's very special edition of Voice Coaches Radio. I am Josh Heller. Delighted to have you joining me as I am each and every single week. But it is not just any week. It is a very auspicious occasion. And on this auspicious occasion, it seems fitting that we have the man, the myth, the legend himself. And I say this, and, and I do not say this in jest, uh, Mr. David Bourgeois, thank you for taking some time out of your busy schedule to join us because, I, I, I like I said, no tongue-in-cheek there. Uh, been a bit busy. Uh, Josh, thanks for uh, interrupting my busy schedule to have me. It's, a, it's the least I, I could do. I, I honestly couldn't be more delighted. Uh, well, and, and it's, it's, it's fascinating. I mean, you know, you've obviously been there from the start. 500 episodes. It's that's no small feat. That is a uh, that is that is that is some longevity. It's real impressive. I think I've only heard about 492 of them, but uh, I'm I'm on it. Yeah, no, I'm gonna right. I'm gonna keep listening. You I'm committed. Yeah, I've been listening. No, yeah, it is sure. it is great. We we started it uh, as I recall. And just, you know, on a lark is something to uh, uh, primarily for our clients to listen to. Uh, and it's spread and we hear from people all over the world. Yeah. And, and, uh, and we just recently had Gail from South Africa calling and, uh, and talking with us. So it, it, it is kind of cool the reach that it's had. Starting back in 2008 is when it uh, initially got underway. Um, did, uh, did you have hair back then? Did I have hair? Back then, yeah, back in 2008. Uh, I had photos of myself with oh, hair at go. the very least. There we go. Well, we got that going for us. We got that going for us. So, you know, it, it is, it, it is, it's a good occasion, I think, you know, with something like this to kind of look back at, at what has changed uh, over the past, uh, you know, number of years and, and kind of look forward at what probably will continue to change over the next 500 episodes, as it sure. were. Sure. Well, well, on that, Josh, I... Uh... I shaved my head. Mm. You know, it's it's a choice. At any moment, I could grow a full head of hair. I, I wish you would. I Well, you know, I, I could do it. I, I'm not doing it right now. I, totally my choice, though. Uh, I'm sorry. We, we, we want to reflect on something? Yes. No, no, that's okay. That's, that's important. It's important to put out there. It's important oh, it's, to put out it, there. To say, I just like the facts to be straight. That's fair. That's fair. I don't want to, I, I certainly don't want people thinking things that aren't true. No, you you, you certainly don't. So, you, <laughs> you more than anyone. Well, yes, this is very true. Now, if we go back uh, about a year into uh, into the show, uh, episode 59. This is back in August of 19, uh, August 19th of 2010. So a little over 11 oh, years God, ago. Oh, God, yeah. Absolutely. Episode 59. I remember, remember that well. morning. Yeah, no, remember, I, I, I got in my it. car. Mm -hmm, wouldn't... Mm -hmm. It was a Thursday, by yeah, the way, in case right. you were curious. <laughs> right. uh, it was a Thursday. So what happened that day is two, two young, fresh-faced, up-and-coming lads, uh, voiceover uh, neophytes, and, and Mr. Warren Garling, may know him, hmm. and, uh, and Mr. Mike Spring, sat down and recorded a podcast episode in which they made five bold predictions about the future of the voiceover industry. And I thought we'd revisit that, take a look at those, see how they did, and see how that kind of extrapolates now, to the future. Uh, how, how, what year was that? That was 2010. Did either, either of them predict that they would no longer be in the voiceover field? Uh, no, I don't think that was uh, that was one of the predictions of the five okay. bold okay. predictions. Because I think Warren just started a podcast on his own. He did, so he they, did, yeah, yeah just, just did. Um, yeah, no, they both uh, they both continue to do voice work. So if we take a, if we take a trip, 
shall we, David, into the Wayback Machine with uh, with Mr. Peabody. Yep. Uh, it was it was a Thursday, apparently. I had to look that up. Uh, the number one song in the country was Love the Way You Lie by Eminem featuring Rihanna. Uh, the top movie was The Expendables uh, action movie. And, and the number two movie, which was very close, was I know one of your personal favorites, Eat, Pray, Love. <laughs> and uh, I was a Sprite 25-year-old living in Toledo, Ohio, where I was the broadcaster for the ECHL's Toledo Walleye and PA announcer for the uh, Toledo Mud Hens. Uh, I was also living with my then-girlfriend of just over a year, who is now my wife and the mother of my child. So I feel like you, I mentioned uh, that. You kind of lost me at Toledo Mud Hens. Yes. Oh, yeah. What classic. did that sound like when you um, were introduced the oh, Toledo Mud Hens? Ladies and gentlemen, your Toledo Mud Hens. Oh, they were, they're classic. Oh, I get it. So it would be your Toledo. So you handed the responsibility off to the audience. Yeah, yeah. let them handle it. Love that. Let yeah. them handle it. I don't want anything to do with it. Now, let's take this for, uh, for, for a spin. You'll enjoy this. If we go to our youngest members of the current team, Jordan Newman, the visual media strategist, was 13 years old when this episode came out. And uh, Josh Zavadil, who is uh, next door to us right now doing some editing, was eight years old when this episode <laughs> came out. I don't feel good about that at all. And I, and I was 62. Yeah. My, I didn't have a beard at the time, but if I did, it would not be as gray as it is now. Uh, so the first thing that they predicted, it was a, they said it was a bold prediction, but I got to be honest with you, David. I don't think this is all that bold, but uh, it was that the industry has been growing and will continue to grow. Well, I'm not sure how bold this first one is, but voice acting will continue to grow. Yes, that is. Yeah, that's that's, uh, that's, that's uh, not that's, exactly going out on a limb. It's quite a reach. But uh, but I, I mean, it was it was true. It is true. The industry has continued to grow exponentially and continues to do so. And David, I'm going to really put myself out there and say, I think it will continue to do so moving forward. High risk prediction, Josh. Yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Bold move on my yes. part. Um, but obviously, I mean, that's there's no question. It has been a, a, a burgeoning industry and, you know, continues to be so. And, you know, when we're sitting, uh, you know, nine plus years from now on episode 1000, it probably will be safe to say continuing to grow, unless the robots have taken over. Uh, that is. A bold assertion. Yeah, I thought so. I thought so. Number two, internet business training and educational training will be one of the bigger parts of the industry. Their belief that more companies were going to do that rather than have to send people out for training or bring people in for training. Our second prediction is that one of the biggest areas of growth will be connected to the internet and how businesses more specifically are using it. Think about it. With the economy the way it is, what's cheaper? Do you pack up a couple of your employees and send them down to New York City to stay in a fancy hotel for three days of education and hope that they get something out of it? Or do you sit them in front of their computer for a couple of hours a day for a few weeks so they can get that new education. Somebody's got to voice that, and that's where the growth is. Uh, that is absolutely true. Yes. Uh, we really started to see a shift uh, about a decade ago. Uh, there was an organization at the time called the American Society for Training and Development, and I remember they had me come out to speak to all of these career trainers who are accustomed to getting up in front of people and, you know, doing the training thing. And all of a sudden, uh, nationwide, uh, trainers were in uh, uh, crisis a little bit because so much training was moving to web-based training. And these career trainers who were accustomed to being in front of groups of people and they had the skill to be in front of a group of people, all of a sudden were forced without 
realizing it to become voice actors, and they were not voice actors. So the training became much less effective. Uh, we came in to do a crash course in, you know, how to basically how to positively impact a read. Uh, but this is a this is an enormous area of growth, and most recently with the pandemic, many companies that uh, used in-person communication were, were sort of forced to move over to voiceover. And as fortunately the pandemic has begun to uh, leave us, uh, hopefully, uh, we've seen many of the companies that contracted us uh, for first time uh, voiceover work they've chosen to continue to use voiceover uh, in that manner. Uh, it's more cost-effective. Uh, also, it's more dynamic. You know, if you have a change in a product or a service or a, uh, a regulation of some kind, uh, it's much easier to get a voice actor to come in and adjust a piece of recorded content uh, versus bringing, uh, a, a, you know, a whole team of professionals in and putting them in front of a trainer. So uh, that is a good prediction and one that is solidly come true. All right. Well, we are two for two so far. Now, number three was that businesses would utilize in-house studios more than before. Number three of our five bold predictions is that more businesses will construct their own in-house studios. It's getting less expensive to do so, more equipment available, and of course, again, uh, cheaper to actually have someone come into your place of business than to have to lease out a recording studio somewhere. You know, while you should continue to market yourself to studios, marketing yourself to businesses themselves is even better, or is, is also something you should be doing because they may not need to utilize the studio for that. And I, and I do think that's that certainly is something that has happened as well. It is building. Uh, I am very much a big proponent of building direct relationships with the end user. Uh, I think there has been an increase in businesses having production capability on site. There has been a bigger increase in voice actors having home recording yeah, capability absolutely. and marketing themselves to uh, the business community as a complete service. I can provide the voice. I can provide the recording. I can provide the uh, audio post-production. Uh, it really gives voice actors who delve into that a great advantage. Yeah, no question about that. And that is... is I think unquestionably something that's going to continue to grow. You mentioned, you know, uh, when we were talking about the uh, the educational part of it, but you know, during the pandemic, that's something that was also much more prevalent because many studios were closed, but voiceover work needed to go on. Uh, we did a lot of this stuff on the pro on the professional production side of what we do remotely, for sure. Yep. yep. And, and for me personally, I finished and, and created my own home studio during that because it was, you know, obviously conducive at the time and will continue to be. You're going to get the uh, Toledo hens in there? Or? Uh, you know, I might. We'll see. Good. The mud good, hens. Good, good, good. Oh, mud hens. I'm, see, my bad. I'm surprised you're, you're focusing on the mud hens and not the walleye. That was the one that threw me off. I didn't even know what that was. It's a fish, by the way, in case you were curious. I'm, I'm familiar with those. Type of fish. I was not. <laughs> I'm concerned about mud hens. So, uh, the, so the mud hens, uh, are you familiar with Jamie Farr? He was on MASH. Yeah, he played yes. Klinger on MASH, and yep. he is from Toledo. And if you watch MASH, he talks about the Mud Hens quite a bit. It's a, it's a, a, a minor league baseball team. It's a triple-A baseball team that's been around for, I mean, decades. And he actually talks about the Mud Hens and going back and seeing games and is a partial owner of the team. Fun facts. Fun Not facts. Bad. Not bad. All right. Number four on our list is that social media 
will continue to grow and that it can and should be used as marketing, uh, as, a, as a component of marketing moving forward. Number four on our top five list, social media will grow in importance as a means of marketing your services. Again, even in 2010, I think that's a pretty easy assessment to make, seeing how things had gone. And when you think about it, in 2010, there was Facebook. Twitter had been around, but not for very long. MySpace was still around. That's no longer mm. is. Instagram didn't come out until two months after the podcast was recorded, back in October of 2010. TikTok was five years later, and I'm sure I'm forgetting or missing social media stuff because I'm not all that hip and cool. But clearly, social media is a, a, I think for the most part, a, a very large part of, you know, uh, marketing utilization using that. And that does include LinkedIn was another one I should throw out there. Sure, I think so. And uh, I think the cautionary, potentially cautionary tale here is uh, be wary of using your personal social media for uh, front-facing business marketing. Uh, it, well, I mean, keep yourself in check. Take a good look at your personal social media and make a determination of whether you want potential business contacts to take a good look at your social media. Which they I, will. I, right, right, right. So I think uh, I, I think sometimes it makes sense, and LinkedIn's very, very good for this. But when you look at the Facebooks or the Instagrams of the world, I think uh, having a, a separate business identity might not be a bad idea. Uh, and I also say as important as social media is to marketing, nothing beats building a real relationship with somebody. Um, and that can start on social media for sure. Uh, but just be, be, you know, be aware of what you're putting out there. Oh, no question. One of the things that, that they mentioned that, you know, I, I think does uh, is a huge tool is, you know, having, you know, uh, updates and things like that on, and mentioned Facebook in particular, but it could be any of these leading to conversations with people when you see them in person. You know, hey, I saw that you did this, and then having that kind of develop from there. It for can sure. be a good a great, starting yeah, point. Yeah, great icebreaker for sure. Hey, another one on social media that I, I want to throw out there, and uh, uh, it's something I'm in the middle of right now. Uh, be careful of conducting business communication with with somebody on receiving end with their personal page. And I'll give you an example of that. Uh, I'm, uh, uh, some of the people who follow this might know, I'm also in the music industry. And uh, we have a record I just produced that's in the Billboard Top 40 right now and climbing. And we have radio relationships all over the United States. And many of those uh, radio professionals, uh, I'm uh, quote unquote, friends with on Facebook. Uh, some of them I'm uh, friends with in life, actually. Um, believe me, when a radio station isn't spinning the single as much as they should, I want to reach out to, <laughs> to that person on their social media and say, hey, what's going on here? But you can't do that. You've got, I mean, if they had a business profile, that would be a different ballgame. But just, you know, even if you do use a personal profile to do some sort of soft, ice-breaking type of business, you know, don't get into somebody's personal space with business stuff on a, on a personal social media platform, unless they engage you. You know, what I've, what I've said to people is, you know, social media is a good tool to be used with others. It's a passive tool. You place stuff up there and you're waiting for people to go to your page or to see this or to click on that, which is fine. 
along with being more aggressive going out and reaching out to companies specifically. So I, I think it's something you can do, and it doesn't take a ton of, you know, a, a ton of legwork to do. You can spend most of your time, but still have that up there as, you know, a tool. And if something, you know, if someone sees it and brings up a conversation, it can certainly be a worthwhile thing to look into. Absolutely. Now, the last thing that was mentioned was uh, smartphone voiceover apps will be a large part of voiceover moving and number forward. Five, I, I, the smartphone will continue to evolve and more and more apps will have voiceover components. I mean, it just really does stand to reason. We're getting there. Yeah, I mean, that's, I, I, yeah, it's, it's coming along. And obviously the apps are, I mean, there's plenty of them. My son plays with them on, on the iPad. I don't know what they are. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I do think, I, I gotta be honest, when I, when I saw that there were five bold predictions, I it wasn't blown away by the boldness of said predictions, but the accuracy is actually pretty good. Yeah, uh, they did real well. I think uh, one, if I remember right, and this is going back a bunch of years, uh, Mike, I think it was, had suggested, he thought uh, by around 2020, 2021, that microphones, instead of being, uh, you know, on a mic stand or in a suspension mount, would just float in the air in front of you. Amazing. And uh, we talked, we went over that prediction and we decided to scratch it off. I mean, it would be good to to get yeah. rid of any kind of ambient, we don't have to worry about, you know, some ambient sounds. That's oh, good, 100%. Plus, yeah. it'd be really cool. It would, it would yeah, be really cool. Like and it. it would follow you around, right? So if you turn your head, you're not going to be out of position. The oh, I think it would always you. be there. Yes, I love that. Yeah, I for love sure. That. Well, probably 2030, that'll probably happen. That'd easily, be my, be easily. Well, speaking of 2030, in fact, 2031, in May, or somewhere thereabouts, of 2031, nine years and 32 weeks from today, it will be hypothetically, the 1,000th episode of Voice Coaches Radio. Again, all things remaining equal. Wow. I will be 45, soon to turn 46. Uh, my son will be 15, finishing his freshman year of high school. He just started kindergarten a few weeks ago, so that literally makes me want to vomit. Um, uh, uh, if we can think that far ahead, which I can't. 60, 66 for me, Josh. There you go. See, there we go. That's, uh, that's, that's man, that's far away. But... Mm -hmm. I, I do think a lot of these predictions are actually fairly spot on. The, the industry shows no signs of slowing down. It's continuing to grow, and I, I don't see why that would change in the next 10 years. Different avenues, perhaps, but but all the different avenues that are out there, and those are growing. The different places where you can receive and get content, which is pretty much everywhere. I can't, like I said, my son watches videos on his iPad. You can't go 30 seconds without a commercial popping up. It's everywhere. Uh, yeah, I think... Uh... <laughs> voiceover will continue to grow. Bold prediction, yes, right? Sir. Yes, sir. Maybe not. I'm going uh, to hold you to that. One of, one of the things that we're definitely going to see is the continued trend toward diversity uh, in the voices we use, uh, how boutique voices become to the uh, intended uh, recipient of the message to, to better connect with that recipient. I think we are going to see uh, computerization greatly enhance um, the opportunity <laughs> for more voiceover, I think you're going to see things uh, in the way uh, platforms like Siri on iOS devices are interactive. I think one of the big growth areas in voiceover is going to be voiceover is going to be used in many things that are interactive, which is going to create a need for more voiceover. Now, uh, there are platforms right now like Siri where they don't even necessarily record entire phrases, they record uh, sounds, phonemes that make up uh, 
that make up our language. And with inflection tuning, they can create words. Uh, so you might see more of that. But I think technology is going to continue to um, surprise us with new ways uh, to use voiceover. You know, a technology question I get asked by newcomers in the field a lot, you know, is uh, computerized voices, sure, synthetic sure. voices going to replace voice actors. I don't think so. Uh, I don't think we're anywhere near that right now. And even if it were uh, an equal playing field, uh, I think there's still many people who are going to choose uh, the person. Uh, a person is just so directable. It's real. It's organic. There's, there's, there's a feeling uh, uh, when you're working with a quality voice. Uh, so I think uh, I'm not too concerned about that one. And least, I hope I'm not wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah, at least. And I agree with you in the foreseeable future. As it is right now, it's still noticeable. It's not It's not one-to-one. -one. It, it's not the same. Will it ever be? I, I don't know. But you can still tell. You know, another one, Josh, I think uh, we have a extensive voiceover curriculum in our approach to developing people. I think... Uh, I think learning about voiceover is going to become a component of other types of jobs. Like maybe you'll see college programs where if you're going into marketing, you need to do coursework in voiceover because it's being used so much now. So I think what we do as sort of behind the uh, curtain uh, is going to become much more uh, common. Yeah, it's, a, it's a great point. My wife works in, in human resources, works in HR for a, for a large healthcare company. And they have a, a microphone that they record stuff on and, and edit stuff on for their videos. A lot of them recently, obviously, because so many policies have been changing. But, you know, in general, that's something that they are having to learn on the fly. And, and she has, you know, asked me questions about it. But that's that type of training is, is probably something that's going to be necessary in order to be able to put quality content out there for employees. Yeah, I think so. And that's a big company she works for, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, so question, and you might, yeah, you probably can't talk about this, but uh, <laughs> do they do they got the uh, the microphone that floats in the air, like a uh, prototype? You know, I, 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 I'm not at liberty to say. Right, right, but, sure, got um, you. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, I see that. All right, got you. I'll, yep. I'll never tell, yes. I'll never tell. Yes. No, they, they don't. In fact, uh, the microphone they use is uh, is not nearly as good as the one in my little recording <laughs> studio. And I've told her right. to use mine. I was like, it's literally there. I already paid for it. Just use it. Um, but uh, but you know, David, it, it's it, it is certainly an accomplishment. I think for for you that we are sitting here, you know, five hundred episodes into uh, into this podcast, and people are still listening, which is bananas to me um but even even the, i i this is by the way this is my 134th episode in case you were curious that's wow. about 27 percent um i was i was just curious about that and and i haven't completely blown it up which is great but you know the longevity of this and and, and of of the voice coaches company is uh is certainly an, an attest not only to you know to to you and to uh you know and, and to anna and to everybody here but also to to the product and to the service that's that's provided that doesn't last this long if it's not something worthwhile. Thanks, man. Uh, it's really uh, uh, we had the idea, and we had the idea to build a company uh, where we could uh, 
be realistic with people instead of presenting a, hey, you want to get rich overnight? You want to learn the secrets of how to break it? We threw that away and said, hey, it's a lot of fun. It takes knowledge. It takes continued skill development. Um, if you enjoy the process, you'll stick with it and have a better shot at it. Uh, so I am very grateful uh, to uh, my wife, Anna, to uh our team, we could not do this without our team, multiple people who've been here longer than 15 years. We can't get in the leave. And, uh, but honestly, our clients, they prove to us that people value, people value, uh, honesty, or they value something that's got some substance to it. Uh, you know, so many things out there today are just, uh, faces, um, and a contact form on the internet. And I mean, we've got that too. Or you could pick up the phone and call us, or you could come have a cup of coffee here. So it's a, it's a different approach. Um, we have been accused by some marketing consultants we've talked to, hey, isn't that a little old fashioned? Uh, maybe, uh, but if it is, uh, I'm going to stick with it. Uh, and uh, just, I'm going to keep waiting for that floating microphone yeah well that's I mean, that's obviously the next uh, the next step once obviously. we get that floating microphone we're gonna have you in to talk about it mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. but uh but david thanks so much for for again i i i joke but i mean i know that you are you're busy you're on the road a ton um but uh, but thanks for taking some time to uh, uh you know to to sit with us here uh in a couple of weeks it's gonna be my four years here and it's been uh, I've, I've enjoyed I, i've truly enjoyed it it was a big change for me in my career uh and one that i was uh it was a little trepidatious getting into but uh it's it's it's, it's been wonderful for me, and uh, and so thank you for for the opportunity for having me here, and uh, and thanks for taking some time to chat with You're us. You're an incredible asset to our clients. Congratulations, we appreciate you sticking with us. And little surprise, when you hit that five year mark, you get lunch break. Oh, so man. it's coming, and uh, get, and start to get excited. Well, you, you get fifteen minutes. Whew, I'm gonna so. eat it. I'm gonna eat it. So uh, five hundred <laughs> episodes in, five hundred uh, on the horizon. David, thanks Ooh. so much again, my friend. Thanks, man. Well, as we mentioned, this is obviously episode number 500, and it would not be uh, a special episode if we didn't have a, uh, a, a, a special, uh, a little something extra for all of you listening in. Now, for those of you who are longtime listeners of the show, of the pod, thank you so much. Uh, but for those of you who are longtime listeners of the pod, you will know that you have basically heard from every single person involved with, uh, with, uh, with voice coaches, involved with this company. Right. Uh, when new people come in, we try to get them uh, on the show with us to uh, <clears throat> excuse me, to introduce you to them, let you know who's here and uh, the machinations that are going on uh, here at uh, at Voice Coaches. But there is one name that has been with the organization for, oh, goodness, for, for, for almost from the beginning uh, that uh, that has never graced the airwaves uh, of, of, of Voice Coaches Radio. And that is. Mr. Brett Portzer. Now, uh, again, I have tried mightily and very much unsuccessfully uh, to get uh, to get Brett Portzer uh, to come on to the show with us. It has been a, a lifelong goal of mine. I have tried to coerce him. I have tried to bribe him. I have done everything I could possibly do to try to uh, to try to get Brett onto uh, onto the show. Um, I, I have wanted him onto the show. Uh, you know, he's, he's probably got a, a lot of really good, interesting things to talk about. And yet he has fought me tooth and nail, tooth and nail, so as to not be part of the show. He is our senior engineer and producer here at uh, at Voice Coaches. And, uh, and, and I, I've tried. 
I have tried to get him, and uh, and again, just the pushback from him has been incredible. I think it's a badge of honor that he had never been on the show. I think that was that was part of it. Um, but you know what? Finally got him. Finally got him on to the program. Um, it, it, it it only took 500 episodes uh, to to get Brett onto the program. I mean, here's a guy who has worked with you know uh, you name it. He's worked with them. He's worked with uh, Netflix. He's worked with uh, Nickelodeon and the Discovery Channel. He is an integral part of the team here and of the organization. And and, and honestly, he's an integral part of the podcast. Uh, you know, he used to edit the podcast previously, and you know he he's whenever there's a tech technical issue. He's the guy we're, 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 we're calling. So, you know, we, 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 like I said, we've wanted to get him on. We, we've wanted to have him on here to to introduce you to him and you know all the different things he could uh, he he could relay. And uh, and again, just fought it and fought it and fought it. But uh, finally got him. 500 episodes, and I basically had to guilt him into doing it. Basically, it was like, listen, man, it's episode number 500. We want to do something special for those listening in, for all of our fans, and uh, who clearly have been clamoring to hear from uh, from Brett Porzer, and uh, and finally got him to do it. So, uh, so Brett, uh, you know, again, thank you for uh, for finally breaking down and uh, and 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 sitting with us for a for a moment here uh, on Voice Coaches Radio. And I and I guess I'll I'll, I'll just ask, you know, uh, Brett. It has been 500 episodes since uh, you've been here. People have been wanting to uh, to hear you certainly, and uh, and now you you can talk to the masses. Now you can get it out there. Is there anything in particular that you want to say to each and every one of our listeners, all our fans here who have been just dying to get a chance to uh, to hear from you? Anything that that you want to tell these people? You know, Josh, I'm glad you asked. No. Ladies and gentlemen, Brett Porzer. Wow, very exciting stuff. Very exciting stuff. Ah, uh, we have fun. But that was actually, in fact, Brett. That honestly, that that was Brett, and that's probably as much as we're ever going to get him onto the program. But hey, can't say we didn't try. Can't say we didn't try. So, Brett, thank you for uh, for humoring me, um, and uh, and thank you all to to uh, to each and every one of you listening in. It's a it, it, it's it's the five hundredth episode. This is just uh, it, it's amazing how long this has been going on and how uh, you know how successful it's been and. and you know, you guys are the reason why. You guys are the reason why. So thank you so much for putting up with me and with my uh, uh, inane comments and, uh, you know, diatribes and synaptic misfires. But uh, it's been a blast. It has been a blast so far. And the ones that I've been a part of, I do want to give special thanks to all the uh, the former hosts that we have had here at Voice Coaches Radio. Uh, obviously, my current co-host, Marissa Lanchak, a former host, uh, former co-host of mine, Sam Booty, Bethany Linderman, and other former hosts and co-hosts, Tom Robinson, Chris Sharling, Mike Spring. Warren Garling, John Galogli, and uh, and and everyone with the organization, you know, past and present, who has gone on with us. Yes, even Brett Porzer, uh, for uh, for helping out with the show and uh, and taking some time to be on here. But again, as I said, thank you so so much to all of you. To all of our listeners for tuning in for 500 episodes. Hopefully, you are, uh, you know, you're, you're ready for another 500 and uh, and sticking with us here. It is, uh, it's, it's been a blast. We have fun doing it. Hopefully, you have uh, fun, you know, listening to it as well, right? If you have half as much fun listening to it as I have, uh, you know, actually voicing it, then I've had twice as much fun as you. So there you go. Uh, but again, thank you so, so much to all of you for listening in. It is uh, episode number 500 in the books, but. 
We'll be back next week. Don't worry about it. Episode 501, starting from scratch. I've got a lot of fun things planned upcoming for the remainder of this calendar year and moving forward. But of course, Josh at voicecoaches.com. That is the quickest and easiest way to get in touch with me. Any questions, comments, concerns that you may have, anything you want us to discuss on the podcast or off, uh, and uh, any guests, any uh, special things you'd like us to try and do for you, we are absolutely here to do that. So do not hesitate to reach on out. Josh at voicecoaches.com is the best way to do that. Thank you so, so much again for tuning in today and each and every week here at Voice Coaches Radio. And until next time, so long, everyone. Visit voicecoaches.com for more voiceover news and information.